As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. Today today is the 13th of June, year of our Lord 2023. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show presented by The Athletic. I am, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James, NBA draft about a week and a half away. We haven't gone over sort of what your travel plans are going to be. You're going to the draft this year, yeah? Yeah. Yep. I usually... I usually go every year. Um, yeah, so that's the logistics are interesting. The draft's Thursday. I get in Wednesday. Um, yeah, I do the draft Thursday, and then I have to be on the first thing moving Friday because then that draft pick will do his press conference in Detroit the following day. So I'll have to talk to him twice by Friday. Yeah, so you're probably going into it. I mean, this is a tough year, I guess, for you. Is this the most – how do I phrase this question? Why do you say tough year? Because there are so many questions that you might have to prepare depending on who the pick is. Because there are so many guys that it could be. You know. So what I was going to ask uh, was, is this is are there more guys that could potentially be this year than you've had in other years on the beat? Well, um, well, I should say this. I didn't go to the draft. My first year on the beat, they didn't have a um, a first-round pick, so I didn't go to that draft. Next year, it was Seiku, which was 15 or whatever, or 14. I didn't yeah. go to that draft. Then the next year... Seiku was, was 19, so next year was Killian. Was COVID, so I didn't yeah. go to the draft. Yeah. Cade year, I went. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year I went. Yeah. So I mean, like, tech, like I'm trying to like I say all that to say, well, Cade year, of course, like no, there's they had the number one pick. Uh, last year, like if I kind of figured it would be Jaden, but I didn't know. Um, and then this year, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can just, I can, I I can do it on the fly. It's not that big a deal, but yeah. I guess, yeah, technically. 
It's just, I, I, this is the least. This is the least. Uh, I, I don't think I could predict. I mean, I could predict who I think the pick will be, but like I, I generally don't have an inkling right now. Jarris like, Walker. I, could be. It is. Or I'm leaking the Cam script. Whitmore. It's not. Well, here's here's the thing. I, sure, let's just get into it now. Here's the thing. Is I it's only gonna feel bad to me if you don't pick Jarris Walker if he's already off the board. If he gets Keegan Murray. If Houston decides that that's what they want to do, or if they surrender the pick, give that to Toronto in exchange for Pascal Siakam. Toronto jumps to four. Do they want Jairus Walker to supplement Pascal Siakam? Okay, that's fine, because then we're left with the remainder of Cam Whitmore, and that's a win. Um, it's only going to feel bad to me if we pass on him and he's still on the board. That's fair. So that's so Walker's your guy now? I think so. I was going to save it for next week when it was you know officially draft week. I think I'm just going to let it out now. I think he. I think it is. I think that's the pick. I don't think that's the pick, but I respect you. I mean, it could be the pick. I don't know. Yeah, I think, hey. it's, I think it's him or Whitmore. I just, he's not there. He's not there. He's not there at five. You don't think Whitmore is? No, four. You think Houston picks him? I do. I really – I just feel it, man. I just feel like Houston already has an, enough Cam Whitmore-ish players. Do they have I mean, enough Jairus Walkers? No, they don't. Hmm. So well, so is that and, what you're they saying they're going to they do? Need a point. No, I'm saying they need a point guard. Okay. Eamon Thompson. Hmm. Hmm. Cam Whitmore at five. What do you got cooking up for us at the athletic this week? Well, um, I honestly just am waiting for the Monty press conference. Which, if you're listening this to this today on Tuesday, the press conference will be at 4:30 p.m. I, no, I do not know if there will be a link, uh, but I will be tweeting and there will be a story after. So I'll have a, a story or two this week from Monty and then more draft stuff leading into the draft as we approach it, what, 10 days away? There's always got to be a link in 2023 in this day and age. If you don't have a live stream available for the opening presser of your new head coach that you just spent an all-time record high amount of money on if you don't have a presser available for that guy that's gonna feel pretty bad as a fan no that's what that's what i'm here for well yeah you're here for like to give it to us on the fly but if you also want to participate and watch yeah no i like no links <laughs> it makes you need to it makes you need me more it does. It makes you need me more. You got to read the timeline, read the stories. You know, as we're recording this, game five hasn't happened yet. I think, for all intents and purposes, the season is over, right? Congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. You just won a championship. I said Nuggets in five. Yeah. And a few things on this. But first, as it is now the end of the calendar year in the NBA, a note that I haven't seen anybody bring up, and maybe somebody has, and I just missed it, but I'm still going to throw it out there as a fun end of the calendar year fact. DeAndre Jordan, Nerlens Noel, and Kemba Walker are officially off the books. But we do have two more years of Dwayne Dedman. So that's something. Is it as celebratory as Blake Griffin off the books? No, that didn't bother me. If you want to do that, just do the Josh Smith thing. Dude, even speaking of this, this is kind of off topic. I was just thinking about this like two days ago. When is Bobby Bonilla done? Isn't that like 2027? Or is it in the, is it in the 30s? Uh, I don't remember. I think it's. I think he still has some time left. Yeah, he's got a few years. I'm just saying, when that's done, 
it's gonna be like a whole thing. Yeah, it'll be there'll be a shtick. They'll do like their social media team will do something. It'll yeah. be a whole thing. There's gotta be something crazy. And and speaking of the finals, I've been thinking about your dad for this last week or so. Cause I would love to get a vibe check on Papa Edwards now that Aaron Gordon has turned into Prime Shaq. I texted him the other day during one of the games and said something about Aaron Gordon and he just texted me back. He still sucks. <laughs> it's not buying it. Not buying the my hype. dad's my dad's not an, a, a a nugget anymore. He moved to Maine. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like two weeks ago, him and my stepmom they just gearing up for gearing up for retirement, so they went to live with Sasquatch. Dude, that's awesome. He's going to be a big uh, Lobsters fan now. Vain Red Claws. Red Claws, that's what it is. Didn't they actually yeah. change it though to the Celtics or are they still that I think they're in I think they're in Massachusetts now. Gotcha. Or the main Celtics, I don't know. I don't know. Could have been a big Denzel Valentine fan. Well, he probably was. Spartan dog. Yeah. Your dad. Ruff ruff. <laughs> ruff ruff. The only other thing I wanted to mention before we jump into uh, the meat and potatoes of this episode, uh, still on the NBA Finals technically, but also as it pertains to the Pistons, there's been a lot, there's been an influx of people jumping on onto the Bruce Brown uh, tree branch once again. A lot of people going, hey, maybe it's time to circle back on this, bring in the utility guy that we all loved. Um, my only thing is, are we sure, because isn't, what we figured out about Bruce Brown when he was here and the reason we ended up just being like here, Brooklyn, take him for literally nothing was because it's like all of the stuff that he does and all the intangibles that he has are better suited in like a 10th man role on a, on a, or a, not, not 10th, but like a eighth man role on a championship caliber team. You know what I mean? Like he's just not built for a team that's a trying to eclipse 40 wins. I think that is accurate. And I, I think I reported it back then when Luke and Bruce were both traded. It's not that Detroit didn't like them. It's they were getting ready to tear it all the way down, and they knew that Luke and Bruce were both two guys that were better served playing playing for better teams. Now, you can argue about the return that they got for Bruce. That's understandable. But at the time, they basically got two second-round picks for Bruce Brown, who at that point in his career, if you weren't a Pistons fan, you didn't love Bruce Brown. Like, Pistons fans are – acting like this version of Bruce Brown was there early on. And I understand like you might in, in hindsight, you don't like to return, but at the end of the day, they got two second round picks for Bruce Brown. So I don't think that's like a egregious return. I mean, Zan and Musa obviously didn't work out, but he was a second round pick. What the year before or something like it was two second round picks essentially. So he just didn't, it's not even that he, John Musa didn't work out. He was literally the worst player in basketball. And then Brooklyn had four second round picks and we got the least favorable of all four of them. So from Toronto, that's fair. No, like I said, if you, the return, if you want to argue that that's fine. Um, but Bruce and Luke were be definitely better served on, on better teams as the Pistons were rebuilding, but super happy for Bruce. Uh, he's a character, and it's cool that everybody gets to see how much of a character he is. Uh, plays his butt off. Yeah, no, I think he's gonna make he's gonna make some some solid money uh, next year. And I would imagine Denver doesn't let him go. Does he get a Wendy's deal? Does he get four for forty? What are you paying Bruce Brown? What is that market? I'd pay Bruce four for forty. I think yeah, it sounds good. 
I'd give him 10 mil a year. But then I, if I were Bruce's agent, I'd look at some of these other people who are making more than 10 mil a year and have some questions. But yeah, I don't know. I'm very curious. I would sign him for four for 40. Yes. I bet you he probably gets more. Yeah, I think so. That's a little more team friendly. That's, that's more of like a Denver. He's, he's doing Denver a favor by structuring a contract that's nice and fluffy for them to keep all of their stuff together, you know, while he also gets to stick around for four more years. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going to break the bank, let's be no. honest. Like I, yeah, I think at most he would get like $12 million a year. I still think that could be high. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a tricky one because he's probably, like you said, best served as the sixth, seventh, eighth man on a really, really, really good team. Yeah. So how much are you paying for that? You know, it reminds me, remember like two years ago when we thought Hamadou was going to get paid and then that didn't happen? When you thought. I thought that was just like what the scuttlebutt was, is that Hamadou Diallo was about to get capital P paid. And by that, I mean like he's going to get like, I don't know, 13. I don't know. That didn't happen. I don't don't remember that, yeah. It also reminded me of the time, because I was actually listening to this recently because I was trying to find something else that we did. There was a pod episode from two summer leagues ago where we were just we just weren't into it. The team stunk. It's that point in the offseason where you're like, yeah, it's basketball, but like who cares? And you had made a comment about like how I probably couldn't name like six guys that were on the summer league roster. And it's not just I rattled off like eight, but the most shocking thing about it was that I named Spencer Littleson and not Seku. I haven't. I I do not recall Spencer Littleson at all. I really didn't either. It's the same thing. No, you did. That's the thing. Well, you did. <laughs> two years ago, I did. But when I heard myself say it, I was like, "Who the who is Spencer Littleson? Who is but that?" That's also that's also on brand. Yeah, most definitely. I saw. I was watching something the other day. Do you remember at all Danny Amendola playing for the Lions? Yeah, I am apparently an idiot because. I, everyone remembers this except for me. I'm looking at the pictures and I'm like, yeah, I guess I kind of remember that, but I guess he was awesome. I just don't remember. You were six. It was like th- four years ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. It was, no, yeah. he was with Stafford. Uh, enough Stafford talk. Actually, was he here? What are we doing right now? James, what do you say we take a quick let's break? Take, yeah, let's take let's a take break. Take a quick break and then we'll yeah. get back and we'll do some trade stuff. All right, let's do it. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Alrighty, dude, what do you say we do this? Like it's a choose your own adventure game. 
okay? Because I have three trades here as they all, they're all about um, uh, like draft night stuff. How can we acquire more picks or different picks or maybe a little something to go along with the pick, okay? Okay. I have three of them here. One of them is really weird. One of them is not just surefire, but like the script, like this is happening if you just want to tip ahead of time. I bet and I'll then, say no to all three of yours. And then the third trade is a is kind of a gamble and one that I'm not so sure about and one that we might have to work on on the fly. So which one do you want to do first? Give me trade number two. You want the one that's – you want to start off with a bang. You want to set the tone. Yeah. We, okay. That's the least we can do after spending 20 minutes talking about Danny Amendola. Troy Weaver calls Nico Harrison. Okay. He gets the Dallas Mavericks on the phone. The Detroit Pistons are sending Bogdanovich and Marvin Bagley to Dallas. In exchange, the Pistons are going to get Davis Bertans, Reggie Bullock, and the 10th pick in the draft. Now stay with me for a second because I'm going to explain why this is happening and why this is a great deal for both sides. The Pistons have a lot of cap space this summer. Okay, One of the, one of the things that you can do when you're a team like the Pistons in the position that they are, this is the time to use that space to your advantage and take on a contract or two that's maybe a little unfavorable because Bertans, if we're being honest, has been a corpse for two years. right? So you're taking his $16, $17 million and turning that essentially just into the 10th pick while still keeping five, by the way. So you can go Jairus Walker or Cam Whitmore, Eamon Thompson, whoever you want at five. And then at 10, you have the remainder of, I don't know, Asar Thompson, Grady Dick. Um, you, you like Nick Hawkins, Jordan Hawkins, Taylor Hendricks. Like there mm. are there are names here. OK. And from Dallas's perspective, you're upgrading. Okay, you're getting Bogdanovich, who makes three or four more million a year. I'm pretty sure Bertans is backloaded, so it's like 17 next year, I think, and then 16 after, right? Um, and this is a Dallas team that, if they're, you know, their roster needs to look completely different, not just by October, but by July, in order to keep a guy like Kyrie around. So if you do something like this, upgrade the wing, get Bogdanovich, get a little bit of size with Bagley. I don't know, maybe you got something there. This is also the time where Dallas would want to do the Aiton trade. So this is all this is all just making too much sense to me. And I think going after that tenth pick um, is is pretty good value for Bogdanovich. What do you think? Uh, so I've seen various forms of this trade floated around. So the Pistons, the uh, my thing is the contract between Bogey and Bertans isn't much different, right? It's a couple million, yeah. Right, but next year he has an early termination option. So, And Bogey's contract is essentially like not fully guaranteed next year too. Mm-hmm. So in terms of finances, they're going to be spending more money this year. Well, I guess once you factor in Reggie Bullock's deal, let me look at his contract because you're just – Ten and a half. For how long is the question? One. He's got one left partially guaranteed for this season so they i mean the mavericks also could just like let him go they have until june 28th to decide it's partially guaranteed for five million so they could pay him five million and have him go or pay him 10 million you're talking about reggie right now yeah partially guaranteed so i mean i see what you're saying i don't know how much money it saves it saves yeah. maybe it saves like what 
are we thinking about that or are we thinking about how many games it might win what are we talking about i'm talking about for the mavericks i'm trying to figure out oh i'm sorry okay okay sure i think if i'm the mavericks i understand you want to win now but like when's the next time they might have a top 10 pick you know what i mean like you might as well try to swing for the fence yeah but it's like what if you lose Kyrie because you didn't do something with the pick then you're probably better off. Yeah, but from a basketball perspective, though. You're probably better off. You think? I mean, they just missed the playoffs with Kyrie, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't exclusively put that on him, but yes, I get no, it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either, but yeah, mm, I don't hate it. I just, if I'm Dallas, I, I would want to make the pick and at least, like, maybe take my shot at having a really, really good young player four or five years from now. Sure. But that's not a bad one. I, I see... I. Something like that could manifest. It's not a bad one. Good job by you. Thank you. Uh, so next we have the one that's weird or the one that's a gamble and we might need to work on on the fly. Which one did you say was the surefire one? The Dallas one. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's do weird. Let's do weird. Rare interdivision trade in the NBA. Although I would argue that divisions aren't even real in basketball. They exist. You know, sort they're of not as, real, no. No, they're like sort of just a psychological parameter to divide the teams geog- uh, geographically, and that's basically there like, it. There are like three or four bum ass teams in the NBA who have <laughs> division banners hanging from their arenas because <laughs> that's all they have, like Atlanta. The Pistons are calling the Pacers a team that needs a little bit of size up front, I think, and the Pistons are a team that has an excess of size up front, wouldn't you say? Yeah think maybe there could be something beneficial here mutually the pistons are going to be getting chris duarte the pistons are also going to be getting the seventh and the 32nd pick the pistons already own 31 so they would be making 32 and 31 okay so it's chris duarte one and two for i'm sorry first and second rounder from this year the pacers are going to be getting marvin bagley the fifth pick and two future seconds so they're pick swapping the Pacers are going to be moving up, and they're going to be adding some size up front, and they're stockpiling two future seconds. The Pistons, I don't want to say take a flyer on Chris Duarte because he's just definitely he's just definitely good. But this is a guy who was a lot – well, you know, there's something there, right? And Troy likes when there's definitely something there. It's a positional <laughs> need. We need those guys on the wing. I think he's a career 38 to 41 guy in the right system. He's played like one season. He's played two seasons, lottery pick from two years actually, ago. I actually saw a stat today that he's only three months older than Brandon Ingram and was drafted four years later. Is that true? Yeah, he's 25. He's like, he's Cam Johnson? I didn't realize that. Oh, I didn't even – hey, I didn't – we need to circle back on the Cam Johnson thing. I he, might be – He shot – he had a bad – he had a down shooting year last year. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, shot 32%, 37% as a rookie. So that's right. That's kind of why I'm leaning into this because it's like, do you want to buy low? Maybe the paces. I mean, feel- I would do, I would do that deal just to you get off uh, a big guy and you only move back two spots. Like I'm two sure spots. Get, yeah, I would do that trade. Wow. Okay. I'll take it. I'll just move on. I'm not even going to keep trying to explain it. Yeah. So now this brings us to the third trade, and this is the one that we might have to workshop a little bit because I'm I, I've tried, dude. I'm looking at it. I don't know. But we're calling Atlanta. We're back oh, in business gosh. with Atlanta. Are you bringing Sadiq back? 
<laughs> no, come on. The Atlanta Hawks are going to be getting Bogdanovich and two future seconds. One of them is 31 this year, so second from this year and a future one. Bogdanovich and two seconds. Troy Weaver really likes making that first-round pick right in the middle of the first round. So the Atlanta Hawks are going to be giving up DeAndre Hunter and the 15th pick. And the only thing about DeAndre Hunter is you look at a guy who's got three years left on his deal making $20 million each year, $60 million, right? I feel like we can kind of look into the future and see that contract and whatever team ends up with it, because I do think he'll get traded. I think someone's going to come get him this summer. And in two years, we're going to be like, I really wish I didn't have this contract. And I don't... How much does he make a year? 20. Per year? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that's not great. But it's like... It's not that he doesn't play, because he does play. He doesn't play like 30 games a year. But he it's like... an better. Yeah, but it's like somewhere between that 50 to 60. And it's like if we could... I don't know. I mean, but that's also... Isn't that just kind of commonplace now for a lot of guys, that 50 to 60 window? 50 is like not cool at all. But like 60 to 70, I feel like just shouldn't be asking for that much. No, I think that's fair. And I think he has like... Like there's good days, there's bad days. Uh, like he had some good performances against Boston in the playoffs. Um He's not as good of a defender as you would like, but he's not, like, absolutely abysmal. Mm. Um, about as average, average three. Like, I think he's I think he's fine. I would – so, hold on. I only have to give up bogey. See, this is what I mean. It's not enough. Yeah, I don't – I also don't know why Atlanta would do that because they'd get worse defensively. Mm, yeah, probably. Because they mean, would wouldn't just, have a first. It would just be money. Yeah. They would just be getting off money sooner. Uh, and I just don't know if... They, they wouldn't even, like, save money this year. So I don't know. It would be like... I just don't see them kicking the can down the road. Like, I, they're, I think they're going to... Yeah, I just don't see them doing that but yeah i i tried to maybe. loop in like a third team and and try to get it to work somehow i i do want to add this i know you already said yes to the pacer trade another reason why i think there's a lot of value to do a trade with the pacers this year if you're any team in the league they have like three first round picks so yeah. just financially speaking probably don't make all three of those picks i'd be pretty surprised if they did you know what i mean so I think the two of them are kind of later in the draft. Like, I think they're both 20s, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that's not a bad place to try and jump in. Swoop in with 31 there. What do you think? 31 and I stuff. See, I could see that happening, yeah. I cool. I could see that happening. Would I'm gonna, you, go ahead. If, if Indy offered you seven and their worst first-round pick, would you do it for five? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, absolutely, right? In a heartbeat. I don't even know if you're I don't I don't even think Troy lets that get to the inner circle. I think he just says, "Let's do it." But you would you, you're fine with maybe missing out on Jarris, Cam, and Amon? <sighs> yeah. Um cuz it could go Amon at 4, Whitmore at 5, and then whoever picks 6, Jarris at 6, and then you're picking between Hendricks, Osser, uh, who am I, yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes, the draft starts at four this year. 
Yes. I mean, it gets weird. There are a handful of guys. This could go 80 different ways. How many comp? This is like a, this I is really like don't a- love this draft as I get, as I do continue to do. St- I just really don't love this draft. Like if I were the Pistons, I would definitely move back two spots if I could. Seems like there's a lot, a lot of, these of guys are bunched together. Yeah, it's just a lot of guys, maybe. A lot of guys who are just kind of in the league for a while, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, which is good. I just think yeah. there's going to be, yeah, I think there's going to be a bunch of those guys. Yeah, but it's also like if it's headlined by three guys who are like capital A yeah. All-Stars, you know. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to miss out on the All-Star of the bunch, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think anybody that goes four to, I mean, odds are one of them will be, but yeah, I don't know, man. Let's do a fun mental exercise really quick. Pretend it's the 2021 draft. It's Cade, uh, Jalen Green, and Evan Mobley. You also have Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson. What's the top five? Cade. Not knowing what we know now, you have to you know think about Cade, Oklahoma Going State. Into the dra- yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, everybody I've talked to, Sam Vecini said he would still take Cade number one in 2021. So... Mm-hmm. Cade, Scoot, Mobley. Cade, Scoot, Mobley. Actually, Cade, Mobley, Scoot. There you go. Actually, no. Cade, Scoot, Mobley. <laughs> Brandon Miller, uh, Jalen Green. Jalen Green, Brandon Miller. You think, I think so? Jay, I think Jalen Green has higher upside still. I guess people really did like him, man. That Ignite tape was, like, vicious. I mean, I just think he's going to be a tremendous scorer in the league at some point. I don't know. I don't know about – I think Brandon's going to be good for sure. I just – it's just weird, man. Like, I could see him not being that good either. I don't know. It's a weird – I don't love this draft. Next year is just poop. Like, next year (laughs) – Like, next year, I don't even, like, want it. Like, it's just going to be disgusting. Next year's draft is terrible. I tell you what, though. There's a chance that there's, like, three Michigan State lottery guys. That should tell you how bad the draft is. Ooh, there's a funny little spin zone, a little self-own there that you're kind of actually right about. Just letting you know. When's the last time a Michigan State guy went in the lottery that you were like, he deserved to do that? Jaron Jackson, probably. Who was first, him or Miles? Uh, Jaron went higher. He definitely went or higher. Or they were in the same draft, yeah. Jaron yeah. and Miles. Yeah, Denzel Valentine has to be, like, the least dessert. Like, as soon as it happened, it was like, oh. Was he 14 exactly? He's like 14 or 15, yeah. I think he was 14 sounds right. I thought he was like, oh, no, Gary Harris was, like, 19. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I think I would go Cade, Scoot, Mobley. Green Miller. Yeah. You know, I, I was good about that. I was thinking about some DeAndre Ayton trades. For who? And when is Charlotte? No, 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 it's not about us. No, no, no. Oh. God, no. For the love of God, no. We're free of that. We've established that. But, like, when is Charlotte just going to, like, do it? I know they have Kai Jones and Mark Williams, and, and they like both of them. But, like, when are they just going to do the Aiton thing and so they can finally kiss? Because I feel like that's just been kind of manifesting for a while. If it's not Charlotte or Dallas, I probably don't want it. Because the Portland thing is not going to be fun. Why wouldn't that be fun? Because I don't believe that DeAndre Aiton would be... ah, 
don't know, man. I think it'd be fine. Talk me into it. What do you like about it? I don't know. He would be. It would just be like he's he's a. I think he's an upgrade over Nurkic. That's the that's kind of kind of the only lens that I was just thinking it uh, through it thinking of through that lens was like well he's better than Nurkic though but yeah. like what's the bar because we're talking about how Davis Bertans has been a corpse for two years Nurkic has been hurt like every fifteen games for five years so like what's the bar I mean that's fair but it is an upgrade and it's like it looks like you're doing something I don't necessarily think Aiton's going to change your fortunes, but I mean, say they have a Dame Lillard, Brandon Miller, Jeremy Grant, DeAndre Ayton core. Like that's, it's a nice little six seed. And and we would have to assume here, right? That if they got Ayton, Anthony Simons is in Phoenix, probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be held up on that. I'm sorry. They could have scoop. Dame, Scoot, Jeremy, yeah. Aiton. I'd be shocked. I, if, if Scoot doesn't go number two, I'll be shocked. I think I will be too. I think that's just pre-draft stuff being pre-draft stuff. You know what I mean? Not a lot of substance to it. I don't know, man. Charlotte. They can do some. They can do. They can do some random things. Where there's smoke, there's fire. You want a fire. hot take? Oh, let's do it. I'd take Scoot at two. And if you're worried about fit, trade Lamelo. Ooh, 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 ooh! Letting this I don't know marinate. though. I don't actually. Let me take that back. Lamelo's. I mean, I've been to Charlotte games, and they're still not selling out. But Lamelo is a very popular player. Like that has to help with, with money. So I don't want to. I don't know if I would do that. I just draft Scoot and figure it out. You know what I will say about Nurkic though is to this day, for as many games as he doesn't play, he might be the second-best passing center in basketball. Good passer. I don't know about number two. Top five. Sure. I'm going to stay with two, but I would. Go. he's he's good, dude. And He is a good passer. I don't the, know about five, but he's he's a good passer. What's weird to me is we always do this cycle of, players in certain cities who like they want to be free man they gotta go somewhere else and it's kind of always just the same cycle of players when is that going to happen to carl anthony towns and why hasn't that already happened i think he i think he gets traded this summer finally i mean they i just don't they have no way out they can't trade rudy they have mm -hmm. to, it would have to be cat and i i think they could do that and get a decent haul and not necessarily miss him too much Pistons fans aren't going to like this so you're going to have to be the voice of reason here I'm going to say it I would be ecstatic and I would give up a lot for cat for a lot yeah you're of course you would he's the I, dude he's he's literally seven foot Steph Curry like I'm not the guy who tries he's to be a seven foot Steph Curry man I'm not the guy who Don't tries be to be a social media psychologist and calls him soft just because I think I know the guy. Like, that's always nonsense to me, and I think it's talking like that on the internet is insane. I'm a big Carl Anthony Towns guy. Love him. I don't think you can win with Cat. I've watched Andre Drummond give him 20 and 20 for four years. <laughs> you can shoot. I mean, he hasn't played well in the playoffs. I would not. I wouldn't go. Any, I wouldn't give up a lot for Cat, no. 
you know, it's interesting that you say that because wasn't the most insane three that Andre ever hit in Minnesota, the one from the corner where he was, like, falling away into the bench? Do you remember that? I don't know if it was Vague. a shot clock or a quarter buzzer or whatever it was. Vaguely. I think you might be right. Hmm. Might be onto something there. James, what do you say we take another quick break? Let's do it. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Don- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Okay, I would like to debut a new segment on this show. We love bits around here. We love goofs. We love debuting new segments, James. We don't usually like bringing them back, though. I feel like whenever we debut a new segment, it it collects dust and it goes into the rafters. Yeah. We don't usually bring them back. No, I'm trying to think. what Story time with James, we just – I mean, we could still – I have stories still, but we just you just stopped asking me. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it at the end of the show. We'll do a story time with James. All right. Cool. So this segment is called, did I hear this from a little birdie or am I just utilizing my acute sense of deduction? And in this sec- in, in this segment, I'm going to say something to you and you have to figure out if I heard this from a little birdie or if I'm just utilizing my acute sense of deduction. Okay. Okay. Here's the statement. Jarrett Jack will be an assistant coach for the Detroit Pistons next season. You're just using deduction. Okay, what am I deducing? What are the factors? Let's talk through this. What do we know about Monty Williams? He loves Jared Jack. Jack. Yeah. And Monty Williams is now the coach in Detroit. And he... You made the connection that he could bring Jared Jack with him. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe I heard it from a little birdie. But I guess we'll never know because that's the name of the segment. Although I will say... You're also... You're also... You're Dylan Larkin... You're Dylan Larkin... Little birdie was off. <laughs> yeah, but so I don't know but, if I trust listen, your birdies. My Dylan Larkin birdie was off, but it was close enough early enough that I get a little something for that. No, you said you said book it or like chalk, like this is happening, and it yeah, didn't happen I mean, you, you know it. how this, you know how these contract negotiations go. They drag on and they drag out. Guys get more money. Sometimes they get less money. Sometimes guys like me are wrong. Some, but you're not. I mean, you're allowed to be wrong. I can't be wrong. What does it feel like to see somebody 
pretending to have sources on Twitter. What does that feel like for you? I don't feel anything. Doesn't like bother pretend, you? What do you mean? Like pretending like I know that they don't. Yeah. When, do, when it's like, like uh, how do I? Like, yeah. Like when somebody they're like, uh, um, I'm trying to think of a, a generic basketball Twitter account. Um, hoops news that probably exists, but like they're like, oh, per sources, this thing. And you're like, that's absolutely not true at all. You're just making stuff up. If it's Pistons related and I'd like, no, it's not true yet. Like I've been kind of baffled by the whole one thing I see like all the time is people think that Isaiah Stewart's like on the trading block. I've seen that a lot online. That's funny. Well, funny in the sense that it's ridiculous and silly, and nobody would believe that who has a brain. Well, people believe it. Why? Because they don't. Is 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 a question? Can we? Here's a Spurs question for you. Yeah. Is Keldon Johnson on the most team-friendly contract in the NBA right now? No, I would say Caleb Martin is, but yeah. What is his? I think he signed like. He's making like six million a year for like the next three years. Is that all? I mean, assuming he, I guess, yeah, he wouldn't be making. Yeah, fifteen. Just, if we're just going like based off, like assuming he maintains some semblance of what he did for the playoffs, like yeah, that's that's yeah, he signed a three-year, twenty million dollar deal. Wow. Yeah, but, I guess that that kind of blows. Keldon's is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it goes down. I don't know how many people love Keldon. I like Keldon. Um, I mean, I think he is what he is, but he's still pretty young, still 24, I think. Yeah. Huh. All right, James, what do you say we do a quick story time with James? How's that sound? Sure. You got any got any Jaden Ivey stories you want to tell us that you haven't told us on the pod? What's my funny? I'm trying to remember what, what I... Or if there's one from another person or player that comes to mind, you can just do that. No, I got one. Yeah, I mean it's like a you it's like a you had to be there moment, so I don't know how funny people think it will be, but I was we were in the practice gym waiting for guys to finish doing their 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 fake ass gym rat stuff after practice, like shots and all that stuff, right? And I'm wearing a Tottenham uh hoodie and like sweatsuit combo, like so it's a it's gray hoodie, gray sweats, and it says Spurs in blue and yellow, and right across the chest. And I look over, and Jaden's at the hoop closest to me to my right, with Jordan Brink, and he he's like squinting while looking at me. And I'm like, "What's up?" He's like, "Does that say Subway?" <laughs> I was like, fam, I know you're not that blind. It was funny, though. That was a good one. That was like, just like, yeah, he went out of his way to crack. Like, that was funny. Um, was that early in the season? Like, did you guys have a no, – that, guys... that was later in the okay. season. Um, that damn Purdue education, man. Should have gone to Michigan State. He was being he was being funny because it did kind of look like the Subway logo from a distance. Like, it's, it, was good. it was a good joke. Uh, is there another Jaden story that comes out? top of my mind um had you no. had you had you had any it's pretty low with, key had you talked to Monty at all in your 
career so far? Yeah. 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 Had a, I don't know him well enough to know if he was being sarcastic or if he was being, uh, uh, mean. But yeah, we had a, <laughs> we had a, I've, I've asked him a question. Would Jared. you like me to explain what happened? Yeah, or not? Of, like, of I course. still don't know. How, I still don't, I've, I don't know how to feel about it, but. Okay. <laughs> um, so I was doing the story on Ben Wallace where I was talking to people from his, like untold stories of Ben Wallace, like asking old teammates, whatever, to just tell me their favorite Ben Wallace story. So Monty and him played together in Orlando. Pistons are in Phoenix. I go to Monty's pregame presser. I'm like, and I say, and I say like this, like, I, I mean, I, I guess I could have worded it better, but I don't know. I felt like I was just being, I was just setting it up. I, I said it to him like, if I'm not mistaken, you and Ben Wallace played together in Orlando, and I was getting ready to get into my question. And he, like, interrupted me. He's like, do you think or do you know? Oh. I was like, huh? He's like, do you think we played together? I was like, well, no, I know. He's like, okay. And then I asked my question, and he gave me a good answer. But, yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one to navigate. Was he smiling? What was the vibe? I don't remember the vibe. I just remember always I left it feeling kind of weird. But yeah. I don't know him well enough to know that's just like his sense of humor. So I guess we'll find out this week. We'll let it fly. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you guys will end up being best friends. Maybe he listens to the show and he'll he'll be like, hey, dude, heard on the pod. You were like, you know, he's like, we're cool, though. Don't worry. He's like, by he's the way, can I come on the podcast? And we'd be like, yeah, of course. First of all, there's no way he listens to the second of all. <laughs> Congratulations, Monty, uh, if you do listen to this. And, yeah, uh, yeah, that's the only time I've talked to him, I believe. You know, <clears throat> one interesting thing, this is off topic, but I just figure on the subject of you be living in Detroit, you probably had a pretty tough time this weekend with all the traffic. Bruh. <laughs> Miss Taylor me... had a residency at Ford Field. Let me tell let you me... something. Hold on. People can say whatever they want to me about my Taylor Swift fandom. Your favorite artist can sell out an arena. She she shuts down an entire city when she comes to town for two nights. That's what happens when Taylor Swift shows up. Go ahead. How was it? It's terrible. From like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. There was just like bedazzled dresses walking (laughs) around downtown Detroit. (laughs) On top of that, there was like... uh, like the Grand Prix was last weekend, so it was yeah. just like transitioning from that to Swift. Uh, I believe. Uh, oh, there was the the uh, Gay Pride Parade this past weekend, so it was just like traffic was crazy in general downtown. Like I stayed away from downtown, uh, but the Taylor Swift stuffs. Yeah, it was it was it was weird to see. Uh, Trying to describe it without. <laughs> Stepping over a line. Um, it's definitely unique to see all. Everybody knows what a Taylor Swift fan looks like. The demographic. Yeah. It was crazy to see thousands of them walking around downtown Detroit. It just felt like you were in a different world. In downtown Detroit, downtown, first of all, downtown Detroit's beautiful. It's diverse. Yeah. I'm not saying that, but you're seeing a bunch of teenage girls to 30 40 year old girls all 
primarily the same skin tone, all wearing these bedazzled dresses. Cowboy hats, cowboy boots. Stuff walking like that. past St. Andrews and uh, Sweetwater. It was just a. It was it was an interesting experience for sure to see. Uh, I don't know if you shout saw to Taylor all, Swift though. Yeah, all the attendees. You see how many famous people were there both nights. Flavor Flav was in the building. Blake Lively, Alex Morgan was there. Don't know why. Alex Morgan, the soccer player. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why she would be there. Very uh, random Flavor Flav lives in Detroit. He has his girls from Detroit. That's why he's always at Pistons games. Gotcha. Never knew that. Um, and he has a son that or a nephew or something that plays at Michigan or did play at Michigan. Uh, hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Now I'm glad that uh, I don't think there's any big festivities coming up anytime soon. So traffic downtown will be normal. Yeah, she had just she was in Chicago like a week ago. I think we talked about it on the last pod. Um, but luckily, we're not downtown, so it just doesn't really affect us. Like even when Lollapalooza is going on, um, like if you're downtown, you will know it's going on, uh, and the yeah. trains will be screwed. But for the most part, the only thing, and we don't really have to ride the train as much anymore. I especially don't because I'm inside. I just stay home. Um, but usually. I I have two 7-Elevens within walking distance, so it's like whatever. Um, but the Cubs games are kind of the only thing that, that it gets a little crowded for because we're two blocks away from that, not to dox myself. I won't say in what cardinal direction I'm two blocks from it, but I'm close to Wrigley, so yeah. I respect it. I respect the, the lack of outsideness. Well, what am I going to do? I, you know what I mean? Like, I go outside. Sometimes we'll go to the beach, and I'll bring my camera, and I'll just film a bunch of stuff, you know, for practice. Um, and, you know, just enjoying nature and stuff like that. But for the most part, like, we've even recently um, – we were just talking about this. Like, we've been thinking about uh, going on a, on a vacation together right in the middle of our birthdays because mine's, you know, June. Hers is July, so it's just yeah, nice to do something. To get in there. Yeah, this is, right, your, this is your birthday pod. Yeah, um, so we've been kind of going over some options. No, next week's next week's gonna be your birthday pod. Well, my birthday is this week though. I know it's Friday, but it's like it's closer to the next pod we do. Nobody remind James to wish me happy birthday. Nobody tweet him, please. I'm, I'm going to wish you a happy birthday. I, I checked today to make sure, didn't I? Because I need to know if it's gonna happen in back to back years. If we're gonna go back to back with, I wish you happy birthday on your birthday last year. Did you? Yes. Go back and listen to the podcast we recorded. The I'm sh- I probably texted you. Right. I'm right. Dude, did I not ask is your did I not say wait, is your birthday today? I'm bad with dates. Like if we're not friends on Facebook, I don't know your birthday, people's birthdays, but I knew yours was this week. I just always forget 12th or the 16th. I think the most valuable PSA either of us have ever done not just on this show but in our lives was when you used this platform to encourage everybody if you're going to be traveling internationally to check when your passport expires because that can matter right do you recall this yes i would like to add to that as somebody who does not have their passport get it just get it even if you don't think you're going to be traveling internationally anytime soon i didn't think i was either and then suddenly you have the itch to travel and you're like i want to go somewhere and you're like i can't because i don't have my passport so i'm saying all this just to say maybe get that done because i think we're just going to end up going to i don't know where we were thinking about spending like a week in detroit in like july and i was like well that would be kind of sick because then 
hey, I'm going to shoot my shot. Pistons, if you're listening, we can just get a, maybe a bunch of people together or something. I, I, I still want to get our, our best minds over at The Athletic together with the Pistons and try to coordinate something for the show. Get everybody involved. Well, everybody will, in July will be in Vegas. Well, by the time we would be there, the Summer League would be over. Yeah, but then nobody comes back. Uh, I don't need, like, the players to be there. I saw, I'm just asking. No, for you're like trying a, to – you're sitting here asking for your Kate interview part two. No, 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 no. God, no. I'm not asking for any players to be there. I just want us to be able to do some sort of a cool live pod with people involved. We can easily do that if you come to Michigan. Do you think – I'm just spitballing here. I'm not th- – I'm just asking. Hypothetically. Yeah. Could we sell out the the main level of the Fillmore? Not the balcony, not both levels, the bottom part. Could we sell that out? What do you think that is, 250 people? Got to be more than that. Uh, I haven't been in the Fillmore in a while. If it's 250 people, yes. In July? Yeah. I think we could do that. We should contact the Fillmore, do a live pod from there. That's my favorite venue of all time. This is real. And when I was a kid, I say when I was a kid, I was like 15. I saw a show there, and it became like my life goal to end up on that stage in some capacity one day. So the Fillmore is like my – that's my end game. Even more than Manscaped? Reading a Manscaped ad? Well, we did that, though. We did Manscaped, and then then we never heard from them again. They don't even let us – they don't even send us the copies to read anymore. I was trying like hell to read those ad reads every single week, like a good soldier typing up new copies. We don't get anything sent to us anymore. I can't read, can't do ad reads. I loved Manscaped. I bled for them. Yeah, they never sent anything. But uh, we got to wrap this up. I have a meeting at one. Uh, album. I've been. This might be my favorite al- project so far this year, besides Larry June. Split decision. Dave and Central C. Fire UK rap, just fire. Man, you're really on that Central C. That Dave and Central C is, t- is tough. Yeah, Dave's pretty nice, too. He has a song with Drake called Wanna Know. It's one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe if you're feeling generous. We had a record number of reviews for last week's episode, a record number of five stars. Thank you guys for the support last yes, week. Yes, thank you. We, we tried desperately to get five-star reviews, and we got four of them. So thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. We read all of them. I sent them to James. Uh, you're listening sorry to this on Spotify. For, sorry for the back-to-back goofy pods. I feel like today was a good pod, but it was we did, a little we all over. We did in the last 10 minutes, yeah. but, you know. Well, next week we'll have Monty's press conference to talk about and two days before the draft. So we'll piston you out the week next week. We will catch you guys in the next one. Peace.